Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Standing up for the little guy for the greater good. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. All right, that's completely coincidental. That's just completely coincidental that we're playing Sweet Home Alabama. Completely coincidental. Nothing. That's They just come up in rotation. Roy Green Show Chorus Radio Network. Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. If you're sending emails, uh, Dave sends an email. I think you're referring to Carl Tuft on the reformatory was Kings Clear outside Fredericton, New Brunswick. That's right. I was referring to Carl's, Carl Tuft. Now, what's ringing here? Where is this thing? Hang on a minute. Hold on. Just a minute. Where is that thing? Hold on. Hold on. Where's my phone? Hold on, folks. It's over here somewhere. I usually take the battery out of it. And people know not to call me while I'm on the radio. Hang on. Hang on. Just bear with me. Whoever this is will identify them. No, we won't. Because I know who that is and I'm not going to identify them. You should know not to call me, though. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, an, uh, an email from Robin. Uh, love your show, as always, but in defense of that, the last two callers, I will quote Al Franken. I'm announcing that in the coming weeks, I'll be resigning as a member of the United States Senate. So, in fact, he has not resigned as of yet. Keep up the great work. Agree or disagree, I always listen. Thank you uh, very much, Robin. But he did resign, and he resigned on Thursday. So he's gone. From the Senate. Now, let's talk about the the man who's come home uh, severely disappointed from his junket to China, where he was hoping, intending to create the fundamentals for a free trade agreement with the economic giant, the number two economy in the world. But they were having none of it because the Chinese will not be instructed, and certainly not be instructed to, by someone like Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, or any other person who were the Prime Minister of Canada. Catherine Swift, former president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business and economist and member of our Beauties and the Beast panel. She'll be back later today, but we're talking just this economic issue for now. Catherine, thank you for, uh, for joining us on this. Um, Mr. Trudeau expected something would significant would happen, and it hasn't. And he's kind of been swinging wildly at free trade dreams and... He's been mostly striking out. Do I do I understand that correctly? Yeah, I think it's three strikes so far. Actually, yeah. usually you're out after three. Yeah. In my uh, baseball rule knowledge, um, yeah, Roy, it's it. This was a real screw up. I mean, yeah, they're trying to cover it up now and say, oh, it was a big success. Well, it was only a success if you, you know, consider flying around and you know on the taxpayers' dime a big success, which of course a lot of people in government do, sadly. But uh, the China thing, boy. First of all, any, anybody, you don't have to be a super knowledgeable person on China to know that trying to sell this human rights stuff, especially with the current President Xi and his, he has, he has tightened up power in himself personally, equivalent to Mao. The first time any Chinese leader 
has done that, and which, of course, is worrisome. Mao, I think, killed about 25 million of his own people. Uh, but um, it, it, is, it is a huge uh, a dictatorship over there right now in China. And, and again, anybody reading the newspaper would know that. I mean, you know, so either the advanced people, including the ambassador, John McCallum, uh, screwed up royally in raising expectations that formal free trade negotiations were going to be launched, which is exactly what was broadcast prior to the visit. Yeah. Um, and, of course, a lot of what Trudeau is saying on the international stage regarding all this stuff that, frankly, should never be in a trade agreement. It's fine to push for these things, but not in a trade agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's more to play for the crowd at home, if you ask me, than it is internationally. But this was a bust. I mean, they blocked his photographer. They blocked a bunch of pictures. Treating this as a success really is it really is dishonest. <laughs> and uh, from what one of the Globe and Mail reporters re- reported, and I'm sorry if forgetting his name and drawing a blank on his name now, but I retweeted his tweet. Uh, The Prime Minister on the way back on the plane from China said to the Canadian reporters on board, I will give you, worse to the effect, I'll give you all of the background information. I'll tell you about everything that happened, but you have to swear that you will not repeat it anywhere to anyone. That's awful. I mean, if you do that, then you've compromised your, well, you've compromised your job. Well, an awful lot of journalists, Roy, and you, you are one, so you should know this, but, you know, don't do anything off the record. And I know when I was dealing with media constantly as head of the CFIB, I never treated an interview as off the record, yeah, yeah. even if the reporter said it was. So I, I totally agree with you. That being said, in the bigger economic picture for Canada, I frankly think it's good that we won't be pursuing, and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean we won't ever be, but certainly not imminently pursuing formal free trade with China. We have a lot of trade with China now, so pretending we right, don't. Is just right. not and free. they're nationalists. I mean, Mr. Trudeau keeps talking about the how, how little he cares for nationalists and for for uh, for uh, uh, populism. But really, the greatest nationalists in the world are the Chinese. Well, they're worse than nationalists. Their 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 companies are all are all government owned or heavily government owned. Uh, they're not competing on a level playing field mm-hmm. with our Canadian private sector company, who actually are competing, most of whom don't have gobs of government support behind them, and so on. So I think the Liberals in general, and this isn't just Trudeau, Kretchen before him, they have had, and, and Trudeau, you know, number one before that, uh, very cozy with China. And again, it's a big economy. You can't ignore it for sure from a pure economic standpoint, but extreme caution has to be advised. Let me ask you in the few seconds we have left, Catherine, how badly does Canada's economy require free trade partners? And uh, the economist writes, changes in Canada's economy make that urgent. Things look good for the moment. GDP is expected to grow by 3% this year, and unemployment is 5.9% near a 10-year low. But oil and cars, which have sustained growth for more than a decade, face hybrid times. Mr. Trump is using protectionist threats to grab jobs and investment back from Canada and Mexico. Alberta's oil, which is costly to produce, faces growing competition from gas and renewable energy. The industries of the future probably include food, hydroelectricity, and artificial intelligence, but none matches the importance of cars and oil. I've got 30 seconds. Well, first of all, if we want to pursue free trade, we should make sure NAFTA happens. And if we want to diversify away from the U.S., the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the TPP, that Trudeau blew up a few weeks ago and still has a lot of uh, our international trading partners ticked off at him because of it, those two should take priority over China. All right, and we'll talk to you uh, in a little while with Linda and Michelle. We'll have a lot more to say. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks. Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca.